You have, the you have a podcast? Um, yeah, I've been doing it for like ten years now. We're coming up. This is the uh, this is the one thousandth episode. It's the uh, the super show. We're switching to a three hour format. Um, oh no! Yeah, no, we're getting back all the old all the old uh, podcast heroes are going to be on this one. All your favorite guests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to have like uh, like twenty minutes of actual podcast. And then just two hours and 40 minutes of, like, garbage. It's going to be great. <laughs> I mean, uh, those that have left one-star reviews on iTunes would say that everything is garbage on this podcast. Um, yeah, well, those people are... But they're wrong. jerks. Yeah, they're, yeah, nobody likes those people. I don't like those people. No, not at all. Um, so, do you remember when you came up and visited last summer? We were uh, wandering around the uh, the public garden there. Yes, I do. Uh, do you remember the swans? Were the swans uh, by the pond when you were here? I think they were. Uh, well, so have I ever told you the story about the swans? You've never told me the story about the swans. All right, so there's two swans that live in the Boston Public Garden for like it's like May to October. You it's know, only the two. Weather's nice. Uh, yeah, it's just the two. Uh, their names are Romeo and Juliet. Uh, it's very romantic. So, uh, when we first moved here a few years ago, uh, we're walking through, my girlfriend and I, walking through the garden. We see the swans. They're sitting on their nest. They have this little section next to the pond that is all, like, fenced off. The parks department, you know, make sure people can't go harass the swans, whatever. Um, and one day we're walking past and we notice one of the swans is swimming through the uh, through the pond there. The other one's just sitting on the nest. Uh, it looks like she is sitting on some eggs, you know, as as birds do. I guess they sit on their eggs, make sure they hatch. Right. Uh, and this goes on for, you know, a few days, week, more. We keep, you know, walking past. That one swan is out, away from the nest, gathering food. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But, you know, the other one is just sitting on the eggs. The eggs don't seem like they're doing anything. Nothing seems like it's happening. It's, this is going on for weeks now. They're uh, eggs. No, well, I mean, you know, they, at some point they should hatch, right? Well, yeah. I mean, that's how you get new birds. The eggs hatch. It's oh, I didn't know factory. that. Well, it's you know, it's how birds work. Okay. Jeez, don't you know about birds? I I know nothing about birds. <laughs> so, uh. One day, we're walking past, or I guess my girlfriend's walking past, and notices that one swan is swimming uh, in the pond, as it usually does. Comes up on the nest, no swan sitting on the eggs. Uh, the eggs are just still in the nest. Oh, no. And they don't look like they've hatched. Uh, so it appears that the swan has just abandoned her nest. Next day comes by, same thing. Just some eggs sitting in the nest, no swan. Uh, my girlfriend becomes very upset, thinks that something has happened to the swan babies, swan eggs, and that they have, uh, they're not going to hatch, there's a problem, the mother has abandoned her, uh, unborn young. I guess they'd be unborn, right? They're not yeah. born until they come out of the egg? That would be correct. Okay, so when a, okay, so when a bird lays an egg, that's not giving birth, right? What is mm. that? Lay, laying an egg. Uh, and then once it hatch, uh, we're, I didn't know, think we were going to get into like abortion laws on the 1000th episode. Well, I mean, <laughs> getting real you know, hot. I, well, 
Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> do you believe that bird conception begins when the... When do you think... <laughs> when is a bird, a baby bird, when does, when does life begin for baby birds? We're going to tackle abortion laws. We're going to finally answer the chicken or the egg question. Yes. Well, all right. Um, stable that... Okay, no, go ahead. Go ahead. So, I mean, in in a bird, the embryo starts forming and the egg forms around it, right? And that's still... It's still cooking before the egg is, you know, once once the egg is ready to come out of the of the bird, once it is right. ready to be laid. Right. So I get because if if that was an early bird, that would be the equivalent of like in mammals would be like a baby being born a month early or something like that. If it, if right, so premature human, right. and I think in the bird. Oh human, right, premature. That's those, the word uh, I'm looking for. They just call those early birds. I think. Okay. Yeah. Maybe shit. <laughs> and that's why, and that's how the saying goes. You know, the the smallest, measliest bird gets the worm in the morning. That's how that works. Uh, yeah, I think I think so. Well, all right. So okay, all right. Keep those thoughts on bird conception in your head because the, uh, there's more to the story. All right. Uh, so uh, my girlfriend, she's very upset about this. Wonders, you know, why would the swan abandon her nest? There must be something wrong goes to look up some information, see if she can find out if anybody else has noticed this. Maybe the Parks Department has put out a advisory telling people what's going on. Bird turns research. Out, yeah, yeah. Well, turns out um, the swans in the Boston uh, Public Garden are always named Romeo and Juliet. And that's just tradition. They're always called Romeo and Juliet. Normally they live at like a zoo a few miles away during like the uh, the winter. But okay. their names are always Romeo and Juliet. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, these two uh, are named Romeo and Juliet. Uh, they're actually both female. Neither one's a male. The eggs will never be fertilized. The eggs will never hatch. They do this every year. It's been going on for years. And it will continue to go on because these swans live to be 20, 30 years. So every year, one of them lays an egg. One of them sits on it. Nothing happens. They give up. They walk away. They come back and try again next year. Oh, man. <laughs> the eggs will never hatch. That was such an unexpected end to that story for me. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's uh, nothing, no malfeasance going on, no no poaching, no nobody's, like, stealing the eggs, or there's nothing wrong with either bird. They just, uh, those eggs are never going to hatch. Well, my, my first my first question when you when you started telling the story was, like, are there ever more than two birds? There is there some sort of love triangle going on? Or oh, no. what if what if it's just two bro birds hanging out or two lady bro birds? It's also yeah, it's hanging two out. lady bro birds. So uh, no love triangle. Uh, swans mate for life. Uh, it's very serious. They pick one mate, um, and they will stay with that mate until uh, one of them dies. Well, that's the so, same way it works with the mammals too. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Everyone gets in committed relationships and um, stay in them forever. Yeah, uh, until you know, until one of them something. dies. Right, exactly. Uh, and at that point, so uh, what they were saying, or they, I don't know, uh, there's an article here. Um, what this article was saying was that the the swan, I don't know, proprietor, the mm-hmm. swan keepers, whatever, uh, if one of the swans, if something were to happen to one of them, they would, uh, you know, introduce uh, a new swan to the mix. Okay. Uh, because once the swan knows that, you know, its partner has gone, it's... It's okay. It, it it realizes it's okay to bond with a new swan. 
Huh. Uh, but until that happens, um, nope, these are just, they'll do this every year. They're doing it right now. That's, uh, that, that, man, that's just heartwarming is what I want to say. It, it is. It is. Uh, you know, they just don't, uh, you know, they don't, they don't know any better. They're doing and, what they got to do. I mean, part of it, like, I really like the idea that, uh, that, that the zoo is supportive of this idea. <laughs> as well and i'm sure it's, that if i'm sure that if one of them uh if one of them ends up passing on they will try to introduce a male swan just so like there are other swans <laughs> but what if well, what if the lady swan goes no i'm not i'm not into this yeah well that's i will so i'm wondering if something were to happen to one of the lady swans uh and they tried to introduce a male swan mm-hmm. um do they even want that would they like maybe this is i don't know in years past, I, I haven't looked too deeply into this, but in years past, would they just be, like, hatching new swans in the garden every year? Or, like, uh, no, we got to, like, we got our own swan breeding situation down here at the, uh, you know, at the zoo. So, I don't know. Man, this this rabbit hole goes a lot deeper than I thought. Yeah, <laughs> this rabbit no, hole is swans. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, it's, they're swans, not rabbits. Rabbits are something else. Really rabbits well, or mammals? Oh, I never realized that. What's the difference between rabbits and swans? Um, Which well, one is the a, one with uh, the ears? Uh, I think swans also have ears. Uh, do you mean like the long ears? Those are that's rabbits. No, I all think. swans are deaf. That's ridiculous. Yeah, Come um, on. Well, oh, wasn't they, there they that, hear yeah. with their necks? Uh, is that uh, the trumpeter swan? Do you remember that book from like grade school? No, no, I do not. What you never read the trumpeter swan? I don't think so. Uh, um, uh, geez, I think it's about like, yeah, if I remember correctly, I could be completely misremembering this because it's like a children's book, but it's um, it's a, a swan who is different from his other swan friends. He's a trumpeter swan, but he's like also a deaf mute swan, so he can't trumpet beca- mm-hmm. because he can't, you know, he doesn't know what he's supposed to be doing. Um, and I forget... Uh, I forget specifically the moral of the story. I think it was like, it's okay to be different. Uh, but I just remember the swan was deaf or, or couldn't trumpet. Uh, the, the trumpeter swan. I think it was like, it's like a Charlotte's Web type deal. You know, animals. Sure. Being yourself. I, th- I think you were accidentally just summarizing the plot to uh, Ghost in the Shell standalone complex. Uh, is that the, the... The deaf mute thing. Yeah, okay. Of which yeah, I've I, not seen a single second of, and don't plan on. I yeah I uh, when when is that supposed to come out? Oh, what that that live action movie? Yeah yeah yeah. Isn't that uh, what they're calling it also? Isn't it also called or is it called something else? I think Am it's I just goes in the shell, and I I have no idea. I just okay. know people yeah, I haven't are really upset paid about much it. Attention. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, maybe, I think maybe they just announced casting, and that's why people well, are. All, that's what people are upset about. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, uh, the, you know, Scarlett Johansson is not, uh, well, I don't think she's, I don't think she's Asian. She is not. As far as I know. Okay. And b- yes. and believe me, if sh- if there was one drop of, of, uh, of Asian blood in her genealogy, it would have been defended rampantly. Yeah, that's a good, uh, yeah, if, <laughs> if she was any percent as Asian, it'd be like, oh, I have, no, nah, I'm, I'm friends with all of them. Them? Yeah, you know. <laughs> All of them. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good point. I would have heard about it. Uh, yeah, so that's the swan story. Um, 
They're doing it right now. I what I just to go back to that real quick. I wonder if it's the same one who lays the eggs every year. Do you think like they trade off and they're like, "All right, you try this year." Or if they're like, "No, no, no. Maybe we just need practice. You should just keep doing it." <laughs> I feel like we're just starting over if I do it this year. You got close last year. I could I could tell. Well, don't Well, Julie, Julie, like, come on. I have to do this every year. And you just hang out in the pond. I'm sitting here on these dead eggs. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's, uh... It's a big I... gossip in Goose Town at the zoo in the winter. <laughs> the geese at the, the geese at the pond, they're, I don't know if you know this, most geese are assholes. These are no exception. <laughs> Correct. Right. I love um, geese. I think, I think... I think it's it is kind of a heartwarming story about uh, love and uh, counting your I don't know something about eggs hatching. It's it's a it's cute. Don't count all your eggs before they hatch. I think is what you're trying to say, but I'm not sure if that fits here. Yeah, well, these will never hatch, so right. just just don't ever count these eggs. These eggs are dead to you. Walk away from them. <laughs> no good will come of these. eggs. They're basically just soft rocks. Yeah, uh, these are soft. Uh, Soft rocks with um, with little baby embryos inside. So okay, so those they're not fertile. No, no fertilized. Those eggs, right? Just just nothing. No early birds. No late birds either. <laughs> no birds. What a horrible world to live in with no birds. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I, I guess they have other ways of getting new swans. We'll see. I I imagine they're not the only two swans that the that the zoos taken care of um yeah you know that's a, or, i've never been right, to I'm, I'm an expert of this uh, on this uh on this subject as of 15 minutes ago when you started talking about it so obviously yeah, I, the zoo has a contingency plan yeah that's a i don't mm, uh, you know what mm, i'll have to get back to you on that i'll have to figure out where the rest of these swan where they got these in the first place because clearly I knew nothing about it when I when I first got here and saw the swans. I was like, oh yeah, okay, maybe maybe they'll hatch one day. They won't. No. Um, speaking of perseverance, oh no, yeah. Did you see? Um, did you see Bartolo Colon hit a home run? Did I? <laughs> yeah, uh, I saw the greatest moment in all of sports. It's yeah, it's uh... particularly on the Mets. Nothing better has ever happened. Oh no, no! I, I'd say as, as far as pitching feats on the Mets, this is this is up there with Santana's no hitter. I think. Uh I I have well, you do as well. Not one, but two friends that saw Santana's no hitter live, which is just a crazy thing. And I, uh, it's even worse because one of them uh, was also there for I think it was David Wells's perfect game back in like the nineties. He he has like this. Uncanny, that's correct. Uncanny ability. To go to sporting events where something cool happens. Yeah. Well, the only sporting event I remember something historic happening is um, Tim Jackman getting hit in the face with a puck so hard he was out for the rest of the season. Oh. Uh, maybe it was a few games. I and, forgot about that, so I wouldn't even call that notable, but continue. It was notable for me because uh, it was on my 23rd birthday, I believe, maybe 24th, Um <laughs> so notable, you can't remember when it happened. Well, all of the early 20s, they don't fucking count. And honestly, none of the mid-20s. I'm, I'm 30 now, and I could not be more excited about not being in my 20s anymore. 
Yeah, I will. I will be thirty soon, yeah. and I'm I'm glad because I will at least now it's like a, a milestone to look forward to. So I'll remember mm-hmm. how old I am because people ask me now. I just don't know. I have to like do the math. I'm like eighty. All right, so oh, yeah. we'll speak. Oh, and yeah, Tolo. Yeah, he's old. He's oldish. He's so old. It's great. He's, he's the oldest player in the MLB to hit his first home run, which is just a great statistic because that that that's his first. It may not necessarily be his last. I mean, it's probably his last. But mm, well, it, you know what? What I want to know is Tolo played in the American League for what nineteen years. Yes. I want to know how much earlier could he have been. Jack and long balls. If he had maybe gotten the chance to come up and you know, if he wasn't playing in that clown of a league where or the American where league, pitchers yes. don't bat. Yeah, the clown league. Yeah, the clown league. What are your thoughts on the on the designated hitter? <laughs> I wasn't clear. Oh, uh, it's the worst. It's garbage. You know, I, I they let two players uh play half a position. Well, it's kind of like it's like so. What if, what if you had like a combination of American football rules and baseball rules? Where you had nine guys that went out and played defensively, and then just nine like beefy roided up monsters who just you know clobbered the ball. If you had, you know what? If you had a completely separate fielding and hitting roster, and it was an eighteen, like you were playing eighteen. Yeah, this already sounds ridiculous. I, I think it sounds great, personally. I mean, th- this is what future baseball will be. You'd have, like, an infield full of Ray Ordonezes, and it doesn't matter that their batting average is close to their on-uniform on number of zero. Their age. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. It doesn't, it just, it's, it, who cares? Yeah. Um, I would like that more than a special rule for, yeah, you can have, uh, yeah, you can get one guy on the team where all he does is hit, and uh, he doesn't have to hit for the pitcher, but, uh, yeah, you might as well. Here's, I think... When I was when I was thinking about this yesterday, and this you was actually this a lot. I, I think about this. I would say I have to ha- I have to have at least one. I will call it an argument with a person per season about the DH. Oh my! And like there can just be standing disagreements and conversations about, but but there's one where like someone is ready to punch me in the face, and I am ready to take it and just keep going. <laughs> it, it never actually comes to blows, but I feel like it's a matter of time before it just happens. It's like a pitcher at bat. You just eh, take it, keep going. Right. Continue. <laughs> um, I think the closest parallel I could think of is, so how how rare is it in hockey when it, when a goalie scores a goal? Pretty uh, rare. And almost always on an empty net. There's what, like 12 goalies in history or something? Oh, oh, oh okay. Yeah, so 11? are we talking the goalie directly shoots it into the net, or the goalie's the last player to touch the puck before it gets deflected into the opposing net? Yeah. E- Really, either. I mean, okay. goalie assists are a little more common. You see a few of those a season, right? No, I mean, like, okay, so I'm playing net. I'm the goalie. I'm not even trying to shoot into the net. I'm just, oh, you know, okay. lugging it down the ice, and it bounces off the defender stick. Where you're credited net. with a goal? Yeah, exactly, because yeah. I was the last, you know, offensive player to touch the puck. Right. Uh, either way, it, it's a pretty rare occurrence. It is a rare occurrence. Yeah, I gotcha. That, that would be like if in the next, if in the next set of rules that are drafted to be... Uh, to be adopted and approved by the NHLPA, they're like, well, look, we're trying to make the game faster. Um, here's what we're gonna do: uh, every attacking every attacking team uh, gets to pull their goalie and have six forwards on the ice at all times. Okay. It you play each like once it's past the neutral zone, you get to play it like it's a delayed penalty constantly. Okay. Can't That's you what do that now. You could. 
But <laughs> I wouldn't suggest it. Okay, so wait, so so what are you saying that the if I have the puck in your offensive zone, you can't score on me? So you have so to you, get it. Yeah, so I'm you would confused. have a de- you you'd have a designated attacker that does not have to play defense ever. Oh, okay. I like gotcha. so you just get to so when when your team's on attack, pull the goalie, put in a sixth forward. Uh, once it goes back in the defensive zone, that guy immediately goes on the bench and the goalie goes back in. I see. Okay. Yeah. So like Thomas Vanek. Yeet. <laughs> I mean, yes, but as Thomas if the during his, during his legendary six-month stint as a New York Islander. And my, uh, er, earlier this week when I, so it was a great week to be a Mets fan, as, as it has been the last few years. Just been, been a good time. And, and I will tell you, I know you're How up in Boston. How say that? I, this Almost. is actually the first time in my life that it has been a great time to be a mm, that it has been a great time to be a Mets fan and also a great time to watch Yankee fans cry. Oh, the Yankees are not doing well. They're not, and so I I could say this at the at the end of last season I was talking to you about um about how great it is to be in Queens when the Mets are doing well. Yes, and like. When there's a heated rivalry between two New York teams, like they're both doing well, maybe interleague plays coming up. Um, there's a bit of a of a jaw jacking back and forth, but oh, yeah. you know, no no one's get like rolling up their knickers and getting into alleyway fights or anything like that. <laughs> but um, right, because it's not 1920. You shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah, no, we're we're talking about the rivalry between the New York Giants and the Brooklyn Dodgers. Yeah, oh yeah, heated. Uh, um. Oh, they made a. Re- Never mind. I'm not. Gonna okay. ta- I'm not going to talk about superhero movies. But uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, don't do that. Okay, but um, <laughs> it's it, it was just a great time. Like right around, I would say a month before the Mets clinched the division last season, right? Where everyone's just out. The weather's beautiful. People like anyone. If you if two people were wearing Mets paraphernalia, they just point to each other and be like, "Hey, you guy, we're best friends now." Awesome. And it, it was just a wonderful time. Seriously, if it was the middle of a game and I'd be checking my phone with my Mets hat on, someone would be like, "Hey, what's the score?" I'm like, "Well, it's it's three one. They're winning." Oh yeah, of course they are. I'm like this is this is fucking great. I don't know who you are. If uh, I... I'm gonna go to Mama's and get a sandwich, you want one? That's... Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that sandwich is fourteen dollars. I cannot, I cannot in good conscience let you buy that for me. Don't actually doesn't uh, don't they have a, a stand at? Uh, yeah, Mama's at Corona has a has a stand at City Field. Uh, okay, see, okay, I'm glad you just said Mama's, because I was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to explain to somebody that the real name of the place is not Mama's, it's like Leo's Latticini or something, I, uh, but it's not I, Mama's. Okay. And they were like, well, why is it not Mama's? And I was like, this is what people call it. And she's like, but why wouldn't they just call it what it is? I said, I don't, I don't know, why does anything have a nickname? Just, <laughs> why is don't... anything anything? <laughs> it just is. Just getting. That's just. It's just what it's. It's just what it's called. Don't so, question yeah. it. Yeah, it's just. It's just, it's just a thing. Right. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, I mean, I do that Mets fan thing. You know, if I see somebody else wearing some Mets apparel, I'll mm-hmm. give them like you know the kind of the point at the logo, give them like a knowing nod kind of deal. Oh, and it and it definitely happened uh, when the Islanders were perpetually not making the playoffs during during this rebuild. Uh, where actually this happened with you. We were on Long Island. Just just saw a guy in a 
in an Islander shirt and just did the, like, let's go Islanders clap as we passed him. So oh, it didn't strike yeah. up an awkward conversation just to let him know, like, listen, man, we got your back. We got These your two back. awkward men in their 20s. Yeah, it's, uh, you've made some poor decisions, but you know what? You didn't make them alone, so we're, <laughs> we're right here with you. Yeah. But, um, I will say New York City is a much, much more enjoyable place when the Mets are doing great and the Yankees are not doing well. It's, yeah, I, I wonder now. And not necessarily, like, I don't necessarily enjoy them not doing well right now, but I, I feel like it's just better for the city's morale. Oh, that's, you know, that's a good point. I don't, when the Mets are winning, uh, I don't hate the Yankees as much. It seems like it'd be like the opposite. I should, I should hate them more and want to rub it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, they're the Yankees. They're, I, well, I actually, they haven't been perennially good since like, what, 2009? But it's, it's harder for me to hate them. Now, I guess, you know, it's like kicking somebody when they're down. Right. And he, and even that wasn't perennially perennially good. They... Well, it was their last World Series. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Guess, I guess their dominant years were the 90s. Mm-hmm. And even, I, I guess they sort of had a drought in the 2000s. Um, it's weird, though, that they completely canceled that uh, 2000 World Series. Because the Yankees definitely probably would have won that. They were a real good team that year. Uh, yeah, the, the 2000 season in baseball never happened. That was a lockout. <laughs> right, yeah, no, that's, uh, yeah, I would have liked to have seen what, uh, you know, maybe what would have happened that year. It's, you know, it's just a shame that it just never happened. So I have a, um, so I, I actually bought my first fitted baseball cap that season, uh, the, two, the 2000 MLB season, which, um, for those that don't know, was the Subway Series World Series between the Mets and the Yankees. Uh, I don't like talking about it. The Mets lost. That was... I mean, the Yankees were also so stacked that their leadoff hitter was fucking Derek Jeter. And not, like, freshly... Reti- you know, 15... E- well, 16 years ago, Derek fucking Jeter was just like, Well, we don't have anywhere to put him because our hit- hitting's so good. Let's just make him first. He'll probably get on base. I think we won one game. Uh, yes, they won one game. Um, but th- I remember the beginning of game five, I tune in to watch, I'm like, all right, it's do or die here. Uh, Derek Jeter comes to plate, walk off home run, I turn the television off, and I don't think I watch baseball for another, like, four years. Ugh. What cap did you uh, get? Was that, were they wearing the black, they were wearing the black hats, right? Uh, so they were wearing the black hats, the black hats with the blue brim, which, uh, I got one as a very nice gift, uh, several years ago, um, when they were, st- I think they were still regularly wearing those, and uh, and the the blue one with the orange, you know, the the classic Mets hat. But you know, right. I was fourteen, and I'm not going to wear a blue hat. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no, you got to be edgy. Yeah. So my my dad takes me to uh, the lids at the mall, going, "All right, we're we're gonna we're gonna get you a fitted hat. You know, it'll be the la- it'll be the last hat you're gonna buy get get for a real long time." Okay. Um, I didn't really want a um. And, and, you know, they have all the side World Series patches on them. I think it's a really cool relic. It's a really cool relic thing. I love wearing my 2016 World Series hat, even though the Mets lost in as many games. It was not as much of an embarrassment. But, like, I'm proud of that team making it there. Anyhow. Okay. Um, so, so I get there. This is also, this is the year 2000. This is in, like, peak Limp Bizkit era. Oh, yeah. Right? Okay, um, yeah. So, so I'm looking around. I'm I'm trying on some some hats. They're not really fitting. It's also when they had those low profile hats because no one wanted to have like a boxy cap. Right. So you yeah, could have one that were a little bit more form fitting, which in hindsight was just they were, they were a bad move. But they paired well with baggy jeans, I guess. 
Yeah, without, I think that's why they did that. Yeah. Crown. Let's see. Uh, so I'm looking around, and Lids has a dedicated section for uh, hats that are not in your standard team colors. So they have all teams in red with a black or gray um, logo on it. So I got a red Mets cap with a black symbol on it. Uh, the the Mets equivalent of the Fred Durst Yankees hat that he wore. Oh, oh, now I see. And I wasn't really a fan of Limp Biscuit. No, at that at that point, I had, I mean, twelve, thirteen year old MC was pretty okay with was pretty okay with being like, yeah, this George Michael cover's all right. I like these <laughs> I like these Limp Biscuit guys. Uh, so I just looked. Um, you know, I'm 13. I do it all for the nookie too. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I didn't know what that meant for a while. I know now, but yeah. Uh, right. So the 2000 World Series started on October 21st, and uh, Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water <laughs> was released October 17th. So, yeah, those two <laughs> things forever linked. That's... What was the single from that one? Was that the... Was that there the, were se- from chocolate starfish and hot dog flavored water. There were several. I can name them. Go ahead. I'll... I I, be- I believe you were thinking of uh they they initially oh god I remember this interview too. Here we go. They initially released um two singles at the same time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Released them both to total request live. Uh, oh, that was my, my generation, which had a great intro. Yeah. Okay. That's um, here. Which <laughs> if only we could fly. I believe uh, he said Limp Biscuit style. Uh, John Otto was taking us to the Matthews Bridge. Oh God! Um, so he, they released two singles at the same time: "My Generation" and uh, and "Rollin." Oh the yeah, air raid vehicle version of "Rollin," mm-hmm. which That's was the, this... which was a more a more ro- which was a rockier version of that song. Uh, this album, according to Wikipedia, is an hour and fifteen minutes long. I mean, Limp, yeah, Limp, Limp Biscuit albums had like skits on them. Yeah, they were. It, it was. It was some bad news. Um, but yeah, it was that and Roland? And I, I believe when asked in an interview why Fred, why Limp Biscuit decided to release two singles at the same time, he just said, "Well, the Beatles did it. The Beatles oh, released boy. two singles at the same time." Oh boy, he's a uh, he's an interesting guy. He's this, he's. Yes, I'm looking Fred. at I'm looking at this track list. It's 15 tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an intro track and an outro track, which mm-hmm. are about 10 minutes long combined. So now we're left to like I guess 13 non-intro or outro tracks. Um, and yeah, apparently number six is Roland Air Raid Vehicle version, mm-hmm. uh, but then number 14 is Roland Urban, Urban Assault, Assault vehicle. vehicle. Yeah, yeah, and that's with. Uh, DMX. Oh, I, I, I can name it top of hand uh, w- without you naming it. I'm def- It's definitely DMX, Method Man, Red Man. I think Exhibit. Uh, no, Exhibit. Uh, well, according to Wikipedia, is on Get Your Groove On. Oh, okay. All right, I stand corrected. <laughs> but Exhibit is on that album. Okay, apparently. Wow. Yeah. So that's the 2000 World Series. Shit! It, t- it took a thousand episodes for us to talk about music. I'm. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's been a while. Uh, a thousand episodes for music talk. Yeah. Uh, and we're covering, uh, we'll get to, I guess, this most recent World Series in another 16 years. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, 
Though, though speaking of Limp Bizkit, this week I witnessed a band cover break stuff. Um, yeah, what? That, that fucking happened. So I was uh, I was at a concert. It was um, it was for this band. It's the singer of Kill Switch Engage's new band. Uh, I I play bass. Is he still for, the singer? He, well, no. It, okay. It is. I believe they have gotten a new singer or something like that. Anyhow. So what is that guy doing? I I don't. He was Did they in have a two singers. No, I, I think that guy has since left, and this is his new band, and Killswitch got a new singer. I think that's what happened, but I'll be honest, I don't follow Killswitch Engage too closely. Okay, all right, yeah. Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, so there's this opener band, and I'm, I'm in the back talking to some friends, and, and all of a sudden I hear what, what I'm pretty sure is the opening chords to break stuff, and I'm like, well, this is kind of funny. That th- This... This is the same chord structure as break stuff. And then they like just start covering break stuff. Oh, jeez. And you know what? That could be so easy to mock, make fun of. I was like, no, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Well, did it sound and okay? I, bro- I broke off conversation with several with a couple of my friends. I was like, no, I'm going up front to witness this cover of break stuff live. It was it was great. Yeah. Did you did you say you broke off intentionally in, instead of saying, like, you know, I left the conversation because it was, you know, you broke break I did not. Okay, because I thought you. I thought you were gonna say, I broke stuff, and we all know that I can't. We we all all both of us know that my brain does not work that quickly. Okay, or yeah. all both of us. I'm I'm only two thirds of the way down this cup of coffee. So. Um, well, I finished mine, but uh, it's like a small cup because my mm-hmm. my full size cup is in the dishwasher. It's, yeah, so I had to use a different cup. You have se- you have separate. Well, yeah, you have separate mugs. Unlike me, who dr- I drink. All of my beverages out of the same, all of my cold beverages out of the same, like, yellow Michigan State mug that I stole from a roommate okay. in a junior year of college. Okay. And I drink all of my hot beverages out of this uh, larger dismemberment, dismemberment plan mug because it is 16 ounces so I can hold what's technically two cups of coffee in it. Right, yeah. I have, a, well, I have a favorite mug, mm-hmm. which is, like, you know, a bigger size uh, mug, um, but uh, I also have several smaller mugs and the big one is in the dishwasher right now mm-hmm. uh but we don't need to talk about my dishes because it's not very exciting let's really let's let's go through the workflow of your uh, cutlery set yeah uh this is Let, let's break into the productivity portion oh show. yeah okay so uh well uh i have to i break down i create a separate action item in my gtg gtd get things done gtd yeah that um separate action item in my planner uh, you know, put fork in here. I have a specific grid um, things that the muscle memory. I know where to put all the plates and stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, I have like set intervals. I get into a nice routine, so I do it at the same time every day. Um, some of this is true. I, you know what? I don't want to know what parts are true and what aren't. Please do not clarify. <laughs> yeah, some parts of it are true. I take ev- uh, I take everything said on this podcast as canon. <laughs> Well, I mean, we've been we've been right about pretty much everything we've ever said before. So yeah. I, you know, I I would too. One thousand episodes of truth. This is going to be printed in twenty fifty as a podcast almanac. Almanac. Yeah. There will be in the in the in the gritty reboot to Back to the Future Part Two. Oh man! Someone goes like... back in time and gives young us copies of our old own podcast. Oh my god! Where we make millions. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my. Well, I guess. They'd have to go way back in time to, like, you know, 1999 so that we could figure out who wins the 2000 World Series. Matt, listen, you're not going to like baseball for a while. Um, 
but you'll make a lot of money. It'll be it'll be all right. Uh, don't buy the red hat. Buy the World Series hat because for literally years afterwards, you will be scouring eBay looking for blue brim Mets hats with the World Series 2000 sign, uh, patch on them in a seven and a half. And you don't actually want them. You just want to know that they're there. It right. Cause right. a lot of strife in your life. Just let it go. Seven and a half. God, you have a big head. I, you wear a size like eight, don't you? Yeah, no, I know. I know. But I know I have a big head. I always, yeah. you know, I look at your head and it, it looks smaller. My my head is proportionate to my body. Uh, I know a couple of people that wear seven and a halves. Um, and it's, though with the, with the popularity of the, of the mesh cap, so seven and a half, I don't know what they did with their fitting, but seven and a half is actually a little big on me now. Okay. But if I wear seven and three eighths mesh... It's a little snug, but fits really well. It's it's a weird thing. I've, is the mesh stretchy? It is slightly stretchier, mm. and I don't know when you sweat into hats, it makes mm. yeah. You get that little sweat line going. Yeah, maybe maybe this is me making up for the fact that I only had that one bad red hat, but I now own like fifteen Mets hats. Well, uh, actually, I'll say ten, probably ten. I have two, one of which doesn't really fit anymore, and I'm looking at it right now. It's a seven and three quarters. Uh, it does not really fit. It's the uh, the batting practice Mr. Met one with the orange brim. I should get another the, one. The original like one, hat. yeah. Yeah. The the one they're wearing now with the orange panel in front, that's a good hat. It's a good second run of that hat. Right, right. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I only have the two hats. Oh, that reminds me. Someone was doing, there was a sale for 30% off of hockey apparel for eliminated teams. So I'm like, well, I guess now it's time to get an Islanders jersey. Oh, who are you going to get? Uh, I don't know. Oh. I, I I think it's finally time to get the Franz, but I feel like if he's I do gonna, that before he why, signs, that guarantees that he's walking, so I'm yeah, not going to do it. what the fuck are you it. doing? I the know. The guy's been an Islander for like 12 years. You decide now, now, on the eve of my free agency, you ask me this favor? <laughs> You're a monster. Yeah. I feel like maybe, maybe if he sees a little bit a, a little bit of a bump in his residual checks from uh, from his merchandise from Islander fans. Oh, yeah. Well, Franz, your jersey sales are up. Yeah, because uh, they're on sale because we've been eliminated. Fuck those Fairweather fans. I'm leaving. I'm getting out of here. That's the opposite of Fairweather fans. That means I stand by my team even even in defeat. Uh, yeah, I guess you could look at it that way. You're right. You're right. That's. I have a bad history of getting getting player jerseys right before they're no longer with the team. It's true. It's true. Uh, well, Franz doesn't play goalie, so you might be okay. Well, no, no. This is this is not just so. I mean. I knew what I was doing when I got a Dwayne Rollison jersey in 2010. <laughs> it was his last season. He was 40 years old. 40, no, 41, I think. Um, I knew he was not staying for a long time. But when I got back into hockey fandom, uh, he, him yeah, nothing being makes... steady in the net was a big part of that. And just the aesthetic of number 30 in goal, which is also why I'm now very carefully eyeing J.F. Berube. Oh, yeah. Is that how you say that? Is that even his name? Uh, Jean-Francois Berube, I think, oh, is might be the French. I will never say it that way. Okay, but yeah, you could just say Berube because that's what everybody else says. I, I thought when, to pronounce French words, you just cut off like the first three quarters of them. So wouldn't you pronounce it Jean-Francois? <laughs> that's his whole name? Yeah, that that's fine. I Well, and you know what? Um, where's he from? Hold on, let's see. Because uh, he's got a, a French-Canadian name. Where's he from, though? He's from... I don't know if he's actually, like, from, like, uh... Oh, yeah, no, he's from Quebec. Yeah, he probably pronounces it. It's probably actually pronounced, like, super French. Uh, so. 
Oh, mega French. Yeah, mega French. Um, let's see. Yeah, uh, yeah. Nothing to get you back into a hockey fandom like cheering for the 2010-2011 New York Islanders because that was yeah, a good. Season. It was. You that know what? It was a, a great. It was a great time. I yeah. I went with you and some dear friends to the John Tavares draft party. Sort of paid attention over that previous season of like, well, they're going to tank for a pick, but and you haven't really watched hockey in about ten years, but uh, it's time. It's time, man. And maybe maybe in episode 1001, we can talk about my my personal exile from sports, where I didn't really watch much of it outside of baseball for, for many years. But uh, Let me add that to the, uh, to the agenda for uh, next yeah, we'll, week. Yeah, we'll just add that into uh, follow-up. Yeah, follow-up, yeah. Uh, email us at hello at msmre.com, and um, I don't, we'll, maybe, we'll probably won't check it, but you can email us. Uh, did you see... Um, go, go ahead. Oh, okay, there we go. Uh, no, I was going to say, did you see... Uh, you're familiar with uh, Boston Dynamics? Uh, the Boston Dynamics job listing, or just their recent developments? Oh, yeah, no, specifically the job listing. Do you know which one I'm talking about? <laughs> the one that's just be an asshole to robots? <laughs> I don't know that that's... Yeah, robot asshole might not be the title. Uh, no, see. robot asshole is a robot that is an asshole, oh, that is which an is asshole. all robots. Okay, yeah, Obviously, okay. you can't trust robots. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think it says it's um, a robot technician. Okay. Um, I'm just going to read a line item from this job description. <clears throat> Uh, physical ability to support testing of heavy robots and robot components, including filming and wrangling. 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 <laughs> yeah, Matt, we're going to need you to get on this robo-horse and robo-lasso. <laughs> robo-steer. It can't be a robot horse. You can't, you can't have robots work against each other. Then they start developing consciences. It's a, it's a whole thing. I wonder how one wrangles a robot. Like, is that just like, is that like their code word for, you know, shit might get bad here and we're going to need you to, you know, get in there in the ring with these robots. <laughs> Why the ring? Is there a separate boxing ring for robots or possibly I, wrestling? I, maybe. I, I don't, I don't know. Well, it says travel and location field testing, parentheses, outdoors. Um, you must be able to support hands-on. Uh, provide hands-on support for all aspects of robot operation, parentheses, both indoor and outdoor. So I'm assuming at least some of these robots, it's an enclosed space, but some of them, you might just have to, like, chase after them in a field or something. I'm I'm now imagining the opening to uh, The Sound of Music okay. with, a ro- with a robot in a nun outfit. <laughs> like one of, like, the, uh, one of those, like, District 9 or, like, Elysium robots just spinning around. Yes. Beep bop, beep beep boop. Beep bop, robot. The robot's trying to do, like, you know, do re me, but he, he just keeps beeping. <laughs> beep a deer, a female deer. Beep a drop of golden sun. Beep a name I call my own. I, I call myself, I'm sorry, beep, a longer way to run. Sorry, I haven't seen The Sound of Music in a really long time. <laughs> so wait, he can say other words just fine? It's just specifically do, re, mi, fa, so, di, do? He just keeps Yes, only beep. those. <laughs> well, he's he's building his vocabulary slowly as he learns, so he beep, hasn't beep, quite... Beep, beep, yeah. beep, 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 beep. Yeah, like, uh, 
<laughs> this the singing robot uh, has not. <laughs> he's he's really grasping what the difference between do re mi fa so la ti do is, and like, well, wait, there's the like the classic B flat scale. So what wh- which one is do there? I'm like, well, it's B flat. And goes, well, in the F scale, what's what's do? Like, is is do B is do B flat? No, B flat isn't even in the F. Scale. Is that true? Doesn't matter. Um, no, do is F there, and he's just like, well, this is no, this is ridiculous. Uh, so would the robot actually say beep? Would he like pronounce the word like the onomatopoeia beep, or would he just make a beeping noise? I, I think at first he would make beeping noises, but then once he became cognizant of the fact that he was talking, he would say like when I say, I feel, when when the robot says the word beep, it would be beep in sneer quotes versus oh. actually beeping. Okay, I see, I see. Ah, oh, we could teach a. Ro- <laughs> Does the robot learn to love before it learns to speak? Um, hmm. Uh, maybe it, maybe it's been loving this whole time, but it just, it's not aware of like its feelings and it has to, it just, uh, I don't know. It listens to a lot of Huey Lewis and discovers the power. Oh God. Thank, thank God you turned that into a power of love thing and not an American psycho thing. I was, I was worried this was going to take a real bad turn. (laughs) Uh, American psycho. Is that, um, is that the one with, um, what's his face? It's the movie with Kid Rock. Wait, what? You know, he's an American psycho. Watch him kick. I thought that was you American Badass. You can roll badass. with Rock or you can suck his dick. I'm, wait, I'm, is that a song? Yeah, American Psycho by Kid Rock. No. You're no, no, it's just American Badass. Okay. Oh, I was I was extremely confused. I have made too many rap rock references on this 1,000th episode. Well, I'm, I'm taking it back to when that may have been relevant. You know, episode one. American Psycho. Oh, yeah, this is the... Uh... It's a book. It's a movie. This is uh, what uh, Bateman is that his name? Yes, that's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Did you really not know what American Psycho was until you looked it up? Uh, never seen the movie. It's what I oh. thought you were thinking of it, but yeah, I um, I never seen it. I I've seen parts of it. Uh, there's that scene with the business cards, right? Yes, that's in there. Yeah, okay. You uh, you you don't need to see it in uh, 2016 at 29 years old. No, you, no. you can skip it. The, okay, the, I'm, I'm probably the moment has passed. Yeah. Did it ever have the moment? Um, I think for a lot of people, it, it was a, if you saw it at a, at a right time, at the right age, uh, sort of like Fight Club. Oh man, I, I was thinking Fight Club and I was hoping you would mention it. Well, yeah, I'll, okay. I'll tell you what, I saw Fight Club on, on, and I have been just incessantly mocking Fight Club for at least 10 years. And it's definitely been longer than that since I've seen it. And it was, it was in the middle, I want to say like the, maybe the third quarter of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm going like, you know, this movie isn't quite as like terrible as for all the shit I give it but I think a lot of that is because I really just like tearing down people that <laughs> make that their end all be all of film and uh, life ethos life ethos is not a term uh, I, I get what you're saying I get yeah. what you're saying but you know for you know Fight Club was really important for me to see at 13 okay uh, by 17 I was like well this is ridiculous <laughs> uh, what about I, I feel like we could lump this one in that category. What about Boondock Saints? <laughs> Bo- Boondock Saints is one of those... For me, it was one of those movies where you you get to college and there are people that you do and don't like. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a person that you don't like and you discover that you like the same things as people that you don't like and you suddenly stop liking those things for a little while. Okay. <laughs> at a principle. For me, at least. I see. This has got that guy from The Walking Dead is in this? Yeah, Norman Reedus is one of the brothers in The Walking oh, Dead. Man. Fucking Daryl. 
Oh, Jesus. Which I think I only put together last year. Okay. So. Yeah. That's uh I've seen Boondock Saints straight through. What what a weird additional act to that guy's career of oh right, the whole Walking Dead thing. Yeah, is that still on? It is. Okay. It is. I don't <laughs> I when you were watching Walking Dead, I was surprised that you were into it. Which oh, the first and then, season and then was, was subsequently good. unsurprised when you quit halfway through season two. Yeah, well the first season was good. Those like six episodes. If they yeah. had just like died in the CDC. Well, whatever. We don't need to... Yeah. We don't need Spo- to... Spoilers this. for season one of, of The Walking Dead, guys. Oh, yeah. But if you haven't seen it and you've somehow... You've made it this far at the podcast without having seen The Walking Dead, just uh, go back in time, mm-hmm. place your bets on the 2000 World Series, and uh, watch that first season first. Cause first I'm season having that with my, uh, with my little brother now who's watching uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the oh, TV series, for the yeah. first time. I love that show. And... Oh, yeah. I And... For me, I, I watched when it was on television, you know, airing live. I would actually call my friend up on the phone because I was not allowed out at that hour on a school night. And we would talk through, you know, instead of getting together to watch a TV show, I would talk on the phone and watch it. And okay. I was super into Angel. Uh-huh. Um, Never watched that. The, it, it It is ultimately, you know, what we, we'll save that for episode 1K2. 1K2. Um, but, <laughs> 1K2. Okay. But, um... But I try to talk to my brother about it. I try and get a sense of where he is. And he's terrified of spoilers. I'm like, dude, this show ended 15 years ago. Oh, man. You can't even... You can't. So so he's gone this entire time and just, like, not having, like, any sort of, like... He doesn't know anything about it. I mean, uh, that's kind of impressive. You he imagine. had some he had some vague ideas. But for me, you know, I'm, I'm 30. My brother just turned 25 this week. Uh-huh, happy, okay. Happy birthday, Jimmy. Happy birthday, Jimmy. We'll call him Jimmy. 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 And he just, you know, when when I was watching it, he was, I think that show was, I think Angel ended when I was 18. So he was like five years old when Buffy the Vampire Slayer first came on television. No, maybe a little bit older. Whatever. Um, So he just completely missed the the social zeitgeist, you know? Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Um, Which I think is redundant, social zeitgeist, whatever. Um, So... And for me, around people my age, they can't go back, you know, if they did not see it, they go, oh man, I can't, all these late 90s and early 2000s, everything, it's too much for me. It's it's like PTSD flashbacks to when baggy jeans were a thing, which I wish were still a fashionable thing. Why? Man, if I, why, if I could get laid this? in a pair of Jenkos, oh, it'd be great. Jesus. I'm I just saying that. it would be comfortable and I would be perceived as a handsome man. Uh, I mean, but you I, could... I feel like in some circles they're still you could you could still wear them. Uh, <laughs> I I think they're they're sort of doing like a throwback reintroduction thing. It it doesn't matter. But um but but my little brother I'm like is is the is it being a product of its time a little too much for you? And he goes, "No, I love when they're doing random dance when they're having random dance scenes to like some goth metal." <laughs> At a club when they're all 16. No one would be listening to that in the year 2000. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that was a good show. I yeah, guess it. it was. But, but yeah, when I... Spo- spoilers for that. Oh, boy. It's great. And and there's some good... T- he's in season six now. He's got some great stuff coming up. He, he doesn't even know that... I don't think he actually knows that Nathan Fillion is in the final season of that show. How many seasons was that? Eight? Seven. There were, okay. there were five on the WB uh, when okay. it was doing its final, 
I think it was halfway through the what was supposed to be the final fifth season when they had like written and shot everything. Um, they got renewed for a season or two on UPN. So okay. the whole first few episodes of that second run of that that short second run, they're just like, oh, all this stuff that that tied up, uh, never mind. <laughs> Okay, but yeah. they they took it in some pretty interesting directions. I really like that musical episode. <laughs> yeah, I. Where's he watching it? I should go back and watch it. I think I think it's all on Netflix now. Is it? Buffy. It, it's on uh, some easily Netflix. streaming. It's on some easy streaming service. Easy streaming. That's the name of my new startup. You should give us money. Mm. I used to play bass for easy streaming. Oh yeah, that's yeah. that. Uh, that first album was... Uh, we were really influenced by uh, Hall and & Oates and uh, Eric Johnson. Uh, the hockey player? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, the hockey player. <laughs> okay. Um, fuck. <laughs> He's on the avalanche now. Is That guy still plays? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, first overall in 2006. Yep. He's still around. Okay, that's actually not that... Yeah, he's still around. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, not who I would have taken first overall, because uh, the four picks after him were Jordan Stahl, Jonathan Taves, Nick Backstrom, and Phil Kessel. So maybe maybe not take Eric Johnson, mm. that one. Although I guess he's an all-star, or he was an all-star. Uh, have you seen that... Th- that uh... Amanda Kessel, Phil's brother, is yes. now has she, she'll be playing with the New York Riveters for the NWHL. Am I saying that right? Uh, yep. Yeah. Nas- uh, yeah. Uh, National Women's Hockey League. Yes. Um, there are a couple of campaigns for a better, better the better Kessel. Uh, oh boy. Which is which is great. I saw on uh, on Twitter dot com, which uh-huh. is a website. What is that? Uh, I I don't really know. It's I it's it's like Zanga. Zanga um, Jesus. Are we on that? Yes, we are. Christ, I hope so. Follow well, us I mean, on Twitter. B- I mean, back when the show started. Oh, I thought you meant Zanka. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm at Twitter. I'm at Twitter. Are we on that? Yeah, of course we're on Zanka. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, I, re- I really want to catch a Riveters game uh, this coming season. Apparently, I have heard nothing but fun, good stories from they people. They play in um, Brooklyn, right? They still play they, in They the play middle. in the middle of nowhere, Brooklyn, but that's... Aviator Airfield? Yeah. Yeah, I um, what do you call it? Uh, who played there? There's some, there's some like, oh Christ, what is it? The Federal Hockey League? They may not even be uh, around anymore. It's some like super minor league, basically like one step above like rec league. Um, some team played there, and I always meant to go check them out because it's a nice facility. And then I was trying to look up how to get there, and yeah, it's kind of it's it, it's not anywhere easy. Mm-hmm. It's like that old. Uh, this this used to be an Easter egg in Google Map bat Maps, where if you picked uh, any location in Europe from uh, from the East Coast and you picked walking directions, at some point it would just say "swim across the Atlantic Ocean." Oh yeah, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think Amanda Kessel is probably the better Kessel. I mean, Phil Kessel's pretty good. Well, I I mean, it depends. It depends because are we talking like relative to? like, best player in their sport category? Because Amanda Kessel is a better... Uh, like, if you were to rank them, she's closer to the top of her sport than Phil Kessel is to his, even though Phil Kessel's really good. That, yeah, I mean, Phil Kessel barely ranks on his own team, which is insane. I don't... 
Phil uh, Kessel, I think, is like leading playoffs in scoring right now. Uh, oh yeah, that's that's because their other players have disappeared. But how many goals does he have? I think uh, sixty-nine. Oh, nice, nice, nice. No, I don't think it's that many, but it's a lot. He's he's doing pretty well. Damn it! Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing Phil Kessel win a Stanley Cup, but I don't want the Penguins to win. So. I. I have no idea what his contract status is. Like, when he was traded from the Leafs, I was like, oh, this is a weird year where he'll be on the Penguins and then this will never happen again, and he is still on the Penguins. I um, think he's locked up for... Hold on. Uh, keep talking while I look this up. I am hoping there's some sort of cap situation with the Penguins, which somehow they're never under while they uh, while they play some of the best... Uh, I, ugh, they're... Sorry, think, thinking about the Pittsburgh Penguins gets me physically upset. And I suddenly stop being able to make words. Uh, so um, Phil Kessel's contract runs through 2022. So he's locked up for a while. Man, I would, uh, it would be great if at the deadline they traded him to the Sharks and he and Joe Thornton could hold a cup together on the same team in fucking San Jose. That would be pretty sweet. Yeah, uh, well, Pittsburgh cap situation is... Well, you know what? We're going to save this. This is going to get too inside baseball for this light in the show. So we should probably... Hockey's getting too inside baseball? Yeah. I, All right. I You know, I, you can say that about things. You can say that about other things, can't you? What, what inside no, baseball? You can, you can only use inside baseball in reference to baseball. I don't think that that's I, true. No, that's a rule. What? Haven't you looked up the rule book of the show? No. Th- we... <laughs> We have an agreed collective bargaining agreement with the uh, the MSM REPA. Okay. And you can only talk about inside baseball in reference to baseball. Like direct reference or like on the same show? We <laughs> talked about reference. baseball before. We did talk about baseball. Uh, you make the rules, we will break them. It's a good point. All right, that's it. Bye.